This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The volume. All right, guys. So your boy got to do NFL, and now your boy hitting the NBA. Let's go. So, guys, get in on all of the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So here's what we're doing now at DraftKings, because we're always up in the ante. We're giving you no sweat bets. So here it is. So all new customers, bet a minimum of $5, and DraftKings will give you a bonus bet back up to $1,000 if that bet doesn't hit. So it's no sweat. You can bet up to $1,000, and even if that bet doesn't hit, you will get a bonus bet back to match that number by using my promo code, DCTV. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use my promo code DCTV. Bet $5 and you can receive a bonus bet back up to $1,000 even if your first bet loses. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Using my promo code DCTV. A no sweat bet? I mean, these guys are constantly up in the ante. Go and download that app right now. Crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, one no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash promos for deposit wagering and eligibility restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You saw me standing alone Oh my goodness crazy. Without a love of my own This is the song This is the song been of Manchester City they call yeah. them the champions in the Premier League. They are second in the table right now to Liverpool. So, yeah, the song Blue Moon, the old classic, 
is the song of my club, everybody's club, Manchester City, uh, led by the great Erling Holland. Guys, <laughs> I'm just giving Ben a, so a soccer lesson or football, as we football fans call it. I'm giving him a lesson. Ben, you you a football guy? No, those people are wimps. I don't do anything with that. What do you mean they're wimps? They all just fall down and start crying. Dude, it hurt. I've I've played. I've played it. It hurts so bad. But what, what, which part? Which part? Dude, when they try to check, when they check you with the foot to try to kick the ball from you. I live in Gilroy, so there are soccer games going on all around okay. town here. You know, like, you know, you're wearing shin guards, though, right? Shin guards. Yeah, bro, but it hurts. It hurts okay. really bad, Asker. Right. It hurts really bad. So I would say. It's one of the tougher sports uh, okay. around. But, yeah, Manchester City, the club of Daniel Cormier, Bayern Munich in the Bundesliga League. Ben Askren <laughs> will go and find his team. He seems like a Liverpool guy. Ben, yeah, I only want to watch fighting and wrestling. That's it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ben. Yeah. Guys, welcome to another episode of Funky the Champ. Daniel Cormier, that's my man, Funky Ben Askren. Askren. 220 kids going to the state tournament from your academy. Two or nine. Two or nine. You lost your uh, your screen in the back, bro. No, I know. Here. I didn't put it on. So I'm being unprofessional. <laughs> I'm doing it while we're doing it. Boom. Look at that. I can do it. <laughs> That's so oh, look, they, Those guys don't sponsor me anymore. F them. Oh. I got the wrong one. There we go. Got the right one now. <laughs> yeah. 210 uh, kids. That's a crazy number. I'm so excited. We got uh we got uh Thursday. That's tomorrow. We got a lot of people wrestling. It's gonna be so exciting. I'm actually just doing the the top three ranked kids right now, Dion. I was doing that before we got in. In division one, we have four weight classes where we have number one, number two, and number three, and we have one of those in division two. So that's uh Good should job. be a lot of fun. You have the premier wrestling club in the country. I promise you. I tell everybody it, they right. hate hearing it, but you absolutely do. All they right, hate hearing it. What? They, people hate hearing it. Oh, man. But you absolutely do. I am your Thanks, biggest bud. supporter. Guys, Ben and I are here to talk about fighting, though, because for as long as he wants, he does something called FRL. And uh, if you want to hear wrestling, I don't think many people listen to I, it. I don't <laughs> know if you watched. Did you watch episode 1000? I announced my retirement from the show. I love it. Oh, you quit? Well, I didn't quit. So I, I, I announced my retirement. I'm going to be done after the Olympic team trials this year, which are roughly two months away. I didn't want to quit in the middle of the season. It seemed weird. Yeah. Uh, so I said, hey, let's get the Grand CAs. Let's get the Olympic trials. And yeah. then well, I'm you got, be out. You got better, right? You're yeah, doing stuff better. Hey, as with life, people elevate and they move on. And right now it's time for you to do something better. So sorry, FRL, but I took aspirin. <laughs> I took the pretty girl at the prom. Ben. Pretty yes. girl at the prom, the popular person. We have all been it. We have all stood atop the world. There is now a new pretty boy in town, a new champion, Ilya Tapoya. What did you make of his performance last week? I spoke to him last week, Ben, and he yeah. was so certain that he would knock out Alexander Volkanovsky. And anyone that would ask me, I would be like, man, he's so confident. You tend to want to believe him. But this is Alexander Volkanovsky. What did you make of that? Yeah, um, it was impressive. He said he was going to do it. You know, I was like, I, I thought there was a chance of it for sure. Um, you know, I said that. But, you know, Volk is so good, and it's it happened against Makchev, but it hasn't happened ever besides that. And so, you know, 
I thought there was a potential that the whole fight went kind of like the first round did, right? Where yes. uh, Volkanovski moves well, he's evading, he's landing strikes. He 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 won the first round, in my opinion. Um, I thought there was a chance the whole fight looked like that, but when Tapuria connects, he connects hard. Mm -hmm. Yes. He told me that against Josh Emmett, the fight looked different because he had to respect the power of Josh Emmett. He said that Volk doesn't possess one knockout power, one punch knockout power. So he was going to go at him in a way that would allow for him to get a knockout. Bro, his coaches, his corner, everybody that was in that room when I was sitting down interviewing him, they were so certain. So then I walked outside at the hotel and I saw his coaches, their two brothers, and I mm -hmm. said, this kid thinks he's going to knock out Alexander Volkanovsky. I go, and I know he's your guy. I said, so I'm sure you're confident in him. Where does it come from? They said, we've had him since he was a little boy. They said, we have seen this kid grow and evolve at every step. In D.C., you asked him something about a fairy tale. Now, we don't believe in fairy tales, but we do believe that this is his moment. Because I asked, I asked Taporia about, do you believe in fairy tales like Cinderella and Beauty mm -hmm. and the Beast? And he goes, no, I don't. But this is his moment. And, you know, he kind of has it. He has, like, that yeah. star quality about him. Hey, and dude will put on a suit with a turtleneck. Anytime you see a dude with a suit with a <laughs> turtleneck, you know, like, dude gonna put on a suit with a turtleneck and, like, perfect hair, bro. Like, this dude has a star quality about him yes. that he can't elevate. He's gained 600,000 Instagram followers Jeez. in two days. That's, two days. That's flipping insane. That's um, crazy. You know, I think we were earlier to the party because I remember it was after the Bryce Mitchell fight, and we were, I think we were both pretty high on Bryce Mitchell. Mm -hmm. And Tapuria just beat him everywhere. And it was like, yep. oh my God, this dude hits hard. He wrestles well. He grappled well. I think he finished him with an arm triangle, if I remember correctly. And we were just kind of kind of blown away. And then he had the Emmett fight and it set him up. And it's like, yeah, there's a distinct chance this guy can beat Alexander Volkanovsky. I think he's gonna be a big star. Um, you know, I know we're gonna talk about his next fight. Uh, and I was looking at his division. His division's kind of set up weird right now because the guy who would be the obvious next fight, Max Holloway, already has a fight committed against Justin Gaethje. So that's kind of outright. And then when you look at all the other guys, they've all lost. Their, their last fight is a loss all the way until you get down to, man, I hope I don't say this, Evolayevev. Oh, you tell Evolayev. him to get lost. It's Coach Pendleton. Coach Pendleton, I'm in the Coach middle of a show with I'm in the middle Get of the show here. with Ben Askren right now. What's going on, Coach Pendleton? Can I call oh you back God. in a few minutes? Can I call you back in a few minutes, Coach no. Pendleton? Ah, you're a goon. He said, Askren, he said, if I'm going to be on there with you, God bless. I mean, let me call you back, Coach. <laughs> oh, my God. You're right. a goon. Um, uh, coach Pendleton, okay. the Oregon State head coach. Go ahead, go ahead, Ben. You stop. Um, Evloyev, Evloyev. Yeah, Evloyev is the next guy, so... Uh, Volkanovski obviously just lost. Hallway is fighting. Rodriguez lost. Ortega lost. Who who do you think the guy is then? So, if it, it really should be Max Holloway, if yes. Max Holloway was not fighting Justin Gaethje, or Ilya's not going to fight soon, so maybe after Max Holloway fights Justin Gaethje, well, how but do you know he's not going to fight soon? Ilya has already said he's not fighting Max. He said he's not fighting Max. He's not fighting Yair Rodriguez. He's not fighting against uh, Brian Ortega. He said he's not giving any of these guys title fights. He said he has to continue to move the division forward because Alexander Volkanovsky was not going to be taking those fights. That's yeah. his, his, his mindset in regards to the guys that have been around the top of the division for a long time. But I think for him, 
if he wants to continue to build that star, he's got to fight Max Holloway, right? You have to fight the guy that's so yes. recognized because that's how Volk became a star, right? Remember, Volk beat Aldo. Then Volk beat Holloway. And then you start saying, well, this guy might be the greatest featherweight of all time. And he might, he, honestly, he might still be. He is. I think he is. Yeah. But I'm saying that doesn't happen, though, if you don't beat the guys that was there before you, Correct. especially if they're still able to compete and they're still fighting. So I think that's why. But one thing that I don't know if I'm into, I can't tell you who he's going to fight next, but I can't tell you what I don't want to see. I don't want to see him fight Sean O'Malley. I agree. I don't need to see those guys fight just yet because neither of them have defended their championship. I don't know that we should continue to... I don't know that we should continue to allow for these guys to get a belt and immediately leave the division. That's what happened with Islam and Volkanovski. Yep. Because, but, but that was more. Uh, well, I feel like both of them had cleared out the division a little more. And no, I think Islam, you, no, no, Islam hasn't cleared out. Dude, Islam has two title defenses, both against Volk. They're, he's a 45 pound. He's oh, never yeah, defended yeah. the belt against the lightweight. But again, that fight with Volk was a credit to Volk for what yeah. he had done because he had kind of cleared out his division. Mm -hmm. So I get it in that instance. But if we're talking to Pori and O'Malley, these are two guys that haven't fought anyone in that division. So I don't think these guys should fight each other right now. They've got work to do. Yes. So I, I agree with that. Uh, so Makachev did fight, uh, you know, a decent amount of people because it took him a while to get a title shot. It took him a long time to get you know, to the belt. Like yeah, like tennis fight. So you'd fought Dan Hooker, Bobby Green, Charles Oliveira. Obviously, they should just say, you know what? We made a mistake. We're going to scratch the Gaethje and Holloway fight. Holloway fights Tapuria. Gaethje fights uh, Makachev. That, that would honestly make the most sense. But if you need it for UFC 300, which is something we're going to talk about a little later in the show. Yeah, unfortunately. You but need I mean, that fight for UFC 300. It's that's also kind of ideal because that's kind of who was, should be the top challenger in the division. Um and then, you know, 35, it's highway robbery. And I listen, I, I know you can't say anything bad about Dana. It's okay. I can. I freaking <laughs> hate it when Dave does this shit and doesn't give people he doesn't like title shots because No, he is. He is Marab, but Marab, how about you getting away like nine in a row? But or no, something? he is. He's actually now I get it, but now, but now on Saturday he said Marab is the next guy well, for the title yeah. shot. About damn time. Bilal's yes. another one, right? He has a get Bilal's one. How many in a row he has? Yeah, Bilal. Some, but Bilal's next. Okay, Bilal's but some of these Leon guys. Edwards. Tell me that. Okay, okay. I mean, here's a guy. I'm not even mad because I like this guy, Michael Chandler. He he came into Bellator. I he might have been off a loss or it was, he lost. He fought for the belt right away. He fought for the he, belt. He right won away. one fight and fought for a belt. And then yeah. you have a guy like because because. Dana liked him, right? And you have like Bilal who wins like what eight or nine in a row. You have Marab. Eight I don't or think Bilal's lost in like it was like Forever. Leon Edwards. Leon Edwards hadn't lost in like yes. twelve fights before he got a title yes. fight. That's what I'm saying. So it's so frustrating it's to like watch these guys just struggle and they're so good. And you know, you know who actually talks about this? Your new co-host. Since you you uh you know you got me as a side piece and you got your main <laughs> event and Chill Sonnen, but he talks about this is that sometimes we don't know who the best in the world is. With the wrestling every year, we have a world championship, so we know who the best is, and no one will argue it. But how long has Marab actually been the best in the world? Right? It might have been a couple of years. I don't know. Well, yeah. So on Saturday, it was very apparent 
that it could be no one but Marab. But then when I watch Sean O'Malley immediately go and say, I want to fight Ilya, to me, yeah, he, to me, when I look at it, the optics of it isn't ideal because it would seem, well, now we haven't seen Sean grapple. I've heard stories that he's a great grappler, but it would seem like Marab is a horrible matchup. He's so good. Dude, what? He doesn't get tired. How does he go that hard and doesn't get tired? I don't know. That it's it's really impressive. I mean, Henry did a really good job in the first round, keeping the distance and landing some big strikes. And then Marab just kind of took over. Henry's not a guy who get you know in wrestling. He never gassed. He had a great gas tank. You know, he, he wore some people out actually. Hey, can I say something about Henry yeah. though? I yeah. think Henry. I think Henry left it all. Like, I believe that we have a certain amount we can give. Yes. And I think the work that he put in to become Olympic champ and then the work that he put in to win those two championships, it, it was it's all gone. I think you the reserve's empty. And I yeah. just don't know that he can get himself to go to that level again. Yeah. And I think that's what showed. Marab hasn't done that. Yeah, and the other thing is he's 37. And you know that crazy stat because they brought it up against with Volkanovsky. People 170 and under uh, in title fights are like, Two and thirty-six. It's, it's it's freaking wild. Like Tyron has two wins. He's the only one. If you take Tyron out, people over the age of thirty-five or over are O and thirty-six or something like that. That's crazy, bro. That's so crazy. At one hundred and seventy so down, only people yeah. that can win heavier, only people that can win later are heavier guys. Yes, that's because it. I've said this time and time again, bro. We're just not as good. Well, I think if, the speed. I think it's no. The speed. We're just no. We're really just not as good. Like I mean, okay, it's the enough. same, bro. It's the same as wrestling, right? Yeah. When you're small, as you get heavier, it gets easier. That's why I all you probably tell your kids too when they're gaining, they're growing. I, yeah. I say grow, especially if yeah. you've been do Cody like Cody Merrill, my guy was wrestling against a heavyweight, and the kid beat him so bad off a high crotch. Cody went limp knee. The heavyweight's like, oh my god, what is that? Cody wrestled one forty as a freshman. Yeah. So he's like, they know how to, you know how to do stuff as a small guy that if you can bring it to the, the heavier weights, you're going to win. They're just not as good. And I tell that to fighters. I'm like, you have to be so much better than I was because of the level that the little guys have. Demetrius Johnson is the best ever because he That's was good. small and he dominated and he was so good in everything. Yeah. That's why I respect those guys. But again, back to the topic, we always tend to go on the tangent. I don't want to see those guys fight yet, man. Not yet. Okay. We just did it. We'll just tell Dana. We got Dana. We have a plan. It's Sean versus Marab, 135. Well, and... Sean has to beat Cheeto first. Okay. Do you Cheeto. think he's going to beat Cheeto? Yeah. Wait. Why? Nah, I'm not so certain about that. He lost Take to him before. Cheeto, I'll put Marab in. I'm oh, my God. Marab time. Let's go. <laughs> you love Marab, don't you? Yeah, he's great. No, Everybody uh... loves him. Yeah, everyone loves him. He's very lovable. But then Holloway versus Tapuria at 45 and Gaethje versus oh, Makachev at 55. We got a plan. It's a great plan. That's nice, Ben. Seriously. That's nice. Yeah. But you can't take you can't take Gaethje yeah. and uh and Max off of UFC 300. You, Maybe something you, bad will happen. Dude, don't don't wish that. Bro, all the work that they've done to you to get UFC 300 to where it is today, you do not hope that anything bad happens to that fight card. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Guys, our friends are back. The Game Time app is back, and y'all know how much we love the Game Time app at DCTV because the Game Time app gives you an opportunity to get last-minute tickets to anything you want, whether it's basketball, football, mixed martial arts, comedy shows. The Game Time app has you. And how about this? Your boy DC is going to help you get $20 off your first purchase by using my promo code DCTV. You know the last time I used the Game Time app? The boy Luis wanted to go to a UFC fight. And you know how that dude... Don't be inviting his girlfriend. He needed an extra ticket. So the boy DC got him. I went to the Game Time app, punching that promo code DCTV, saved $20 off, and then saved Luis's relationship. So, guys, go to the Game Time app right now, download it, use my promo code DCTV, and save $20 off of your first purchase. Game Time. Welcome back, my friends. Look, speaking of UFC 300, you just said move Gaethje, move Max. Do yeah. something different. When you, and this is uh, a bit of a slippery slope here for you, Ben. <laughs> so when you promise something, um, I'm going to give you the greatest thing of all time. How much of it is on you to deliver? Because even if you deliver something that's spectacular, Maybe yeah. it doesn't match the expectation. When yeah. you have heard now for the last three weeks that the UFC 300 main event is going to be so amazing. You will not believe this. You, 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 you can't imagine how big this is going to be. And then you get Alex Pereira versus Jamal Hill, which is a phenomenal fight. What is the yeah. initial reaction from you? Because so, <laughs> uh... many, so many people are like, glued to the TV for the post-fight presser, wondering, he said after the fight, he's announcing this fight. Yeah. What is the reaction for you when you hear that that's the fight? Yeah. Uh, you know, what? This, this is what I tell my athletes. Hopefully you tell your <laughs> athletes. 
Dana, you tried your best. You worked hard to get something. You let us down a little bit, but it happens sometimes. We can't all be the best every time. Now, these are good fights. This is a fun fight. This is a great fight card, but it doesn't feel UFC 300-ish. And Really? It doesn't. It doesn't. We needed something a little bigger, like Pereira versus Aspinall or John Jones coming back, McGregor versus Chandler. And he tried. He tried. He tried to make it happen. This is a very good fight card. It's a very fun fight card. I will be excited to watch these, but it doesn't have the feel that, I don't know. Do you remember UFC 100? I don't know if you were a fight fan back then, but that was like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. What about, but then even when I'm getting my Google up right now, UFC 200 was, let me see UFC 200 fight card right here. It was, uh, UFC 200 fight card ended up being on the pre, the early prelims had Joe Lozon sent Gegard hey, Mousasi. on it. I forgot that. Gegard Mousasi was the second fight of the night on the prelims. Yes. Uh, then on the prelims, you had. Gaston Hendricks, that's an awesome one. TJ Dillashaw, Asun Sal, you had... Bro, you got got a couple of... uh, Three UFC champs there on the undercard. Yeah, and then you had Brock, you had Amanda, you had myself and Anderson, you had Jose Aldo Edgar, you had Cain Velasquez, Travis Brown. Oh my God, so good. You, You, yes. You had like a card that felt... But I, I kept telling everyone, as we were building closer to this thing, I said, we have to manage our expectation because you're only going to be able to do what you can do with what you have, right? Mm-hmm. You can't make something up. This is not a world where you can just will someone back into fighting. So yes. Brock Lesnar's older, right? Yeah. So that's was very far-fetched. There was no Brock Lesnar to come back. Ronda's not fighting. No. Nope. If Ronda would have came back, great. Connor, he's he's still here. That would have been great. Not Khabib. Fighting. Not fighting. You if you could have got fighting. Khabib to come back, that would have been great. But none of those yes. guys were fighting. Yes. You have to do the best with what you have. And I think they did the best with what they have. Look, Brock might have fought somebody, but the boy Brock's in a whole bunch of shit right now himself. What did he do? WWE? What? Well, you know I don't pay attention. What did he do? Bro, Brock's... Bro, did you see what Vince McMahon did to the girl? Allegedly. Unfortunately. You got to say allegedly. Yes, yes allegedly. So I, I guess Brock Lesnar was like a part of this whole thing. Bro, they're like scrubbing him from all WWE stuff. Bro, all like, of his clothes and shit is on like discount. They took him off the video game. They're what? like, oh, I swear to God, they're almost like trying to scrub Brock from so the history of the WWE because he was so intertwined with this whole thing with Vince McMahon uh, and this girl. It's crazy, right? Yes, totally crazy. So it's like he's not coming back for multiple yeah. a multitude of reasons. reasons. So yeah. they did the best with what they had. So mm-hmm. when you put Gaethje Max, great. You put Jamal versus Alex, great. But you Go knew on. it would be very difficult to find that third title fight when you look at the first quarter of the year yeah. and the fights that were announced. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I agree with you totally. I'm just telling you. You asked me how I felt. I told you how I felt. Um, it don't feel. It doesn't feel the same way as UFC 100. It doesn't feel the same way as UFC 200. It's a very good fight card. I'm gonna watch. Was it UFC sure. 100 really that good though? It was awesome. Uh, but but was it or were you just a guy that didn't know fighting? 
No, no, no. I I watched since the early days. Uh, Bisping versus Henderson was like that was so. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. that. That was freaking awesome. Brock Lesnar, Frank Mir, that was freaking awesome. George St. Pierre fought for a title on that one. Thiago, yeah, Thiago Alves, I think. Yes, and that was when he was on fire. Yes, that was a really good card. That was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it was a great fight card. I just think that I think a lot of that fight card for me was they had the biggest stars and the biggest name, and the sport was exploding so much at the yeah. time. That it really didn't feel like whatever they did was going to work. It just felt like whatever they did was going to work for me during that time because those guys were such big stars. But when I think about Jamal Hill and Alex Pereira or Pereira, I I think you have Pereira's getting there. He's getting there. People are really starting to like him a lot. Bro, I was good. That's exactly where I was going. Okay. They love him, dog. The, the the reception this guy gets everywhere we go is nuts because he went to Canada, dude. There have to be 10,000 people in that mall to see yeah. him sign some autographs. He Everywhere he goes, people are just drawn to him. And I believe that part of that intrigue is the fact that we still don't know him. Generally, we get to know guys before they become champions, right? Yes. It felt like you knew Max Holloway because he was around so long before he got to the belt. Leon Edwards and all those other guys, you feel like you know him. Alex Pereira has still only been here for two and a half years, bro. Seriously. It's wow. been two and a half years, and the dude's already had two UFC championships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so crazy. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm excited for that fight. Um, I think it would have been more fun to let him go for his third title. Um, but I- I'm in. Jamal Hills, the, you know, was the champion, uh, gave up his belt, so this is kind of like... To me, a little bit like a unification title fight. Um, I think it's going to be Jamal Hill, it still seems a little fast for an Achilles, right? He did it in July. After watching what Aaron Rodgers did. Oh, bro. What the hell, dog? Seriously. What was that? (laughs) So crazy. (laughs) What was that? Well, I don't know, man. I love the fight. I love the fight for Jamal Hill. Jamal Hill said that he's going to stand with him. He said he's not taking him down, Ben. He said he ain't taking him down. He said he's going to stand with Alex Pereira and he's going to knock him out. Maybe not the best idea, but uh, he's welcome to try however he wants. What do you mean it's not the best idea? <laughs> what, what do you mean? He... You saw he put people to sleep. Stand around with Alex Pereira, you're going to fall on the ground. He's good, man. He's so oh, good. he's so scary, too. And he hits so hard. <laughs> a little bit like Tapuria, where, um, you know, sometimes, you know, like an Izzy fight, he was getting beat. But when he connected, boom, it's over. He's so big, too. That's the problem. He's so big. Or the weight class. He's big for 205 when he was like, so what was he at 185? He should have never yeah. been making that weight class. That was, never should have. That was so impressive. That was actually ridiculous. That was as impressive as his fighting when he was so, going down uh, to 185 pounds. I believe that UFC 300 is an amazing fight card that is going to be fantastic. And the buzz is going to be crazy around Vegas that weekend. And luckily, I get to sit next to the octagon and call it it's gonna be i can't wait it's gonna be so fun that one i got a brand new suit man i got a brand new custom suit for that fight i mean bruce buffer sometimes has suits that has like his whole life story inside the sleeves mm-hmm. it is sick i'm making me one of those for ufc 300 <laughs> because it's gonna be that freaking good last thing before i let you go ben mm-hmm. yesterday dana was all pissed off because they broke Hamza Chemaev versus Israel Adesanya. Now, 
I who broke not, it exactly. I know it's Yahoo, correct? It was like in yeah, that's viable. Yahoo's real. Yes. Is is it wrong? Is it wrong for media to break things that may not be confirmed, or is it wrong for the reaction from the company when those news stories are broken? when not confirmed because then you run into the issue where Dana comes on says it's not happening and then sometimes plans change and it almost messes with the credibility of the site yeah yeah I mean well that's they they should know that's the risk they run when they they put something out there that maybe is not all the way confirmed is that you know they have the chance of being wrong uh, and I think that's a risk a lot of them are willing to take. And, and honestly, like sometimes they're right and then something changes and then all of a sudden <laughs> they're wrong. Um, but no, I, I see no issue with it. This happens everywhere in all sports. It happens in politics. It happens everywhere, right? Everyone wants to scoop. They want to put something out there before anyone else puts it out there. Um, so no. Politics, man. It happens in politics. Yes. Really? Bro, I don't act like you don't pay attention to politics. Give me an example. Give me an example of just a fake story, man. A fake story. Oh, because that Dana to, said trying was, to get me. Trying to get Dana me kicked said, off the internet. Dana said, <laughs> was, "I'm not falling for your traps." There's Dana too many said, fake stories. It's completely false. You know what's what? the worst? When somebody does something and you get mad, you almost like confirm what they're saying. Yeah. Because now, again. Dana's been in the public eye for so long now that people just ga gauge his reactions yeah. to see if they're on the right track. But he gets so upset, he can't even, like, not play their game. It is yeah. kind of funny to watch a little bit because <laughs> he gets pissed off. Dude, and, but you know what's crazy? He watches every, he, like, watches a lot of stuff. And I don't know if it's his staff giving him stuff, but he, like, sees all these things. I don't know that Roger Goodell or Adam Silver, I hope you know who these people are. I knew. Are doing this. I don't know if they're watching everything as closely as he is. I, I, he, I mean, there's no way he consumes that much content. I mean, I, I know he's like turned on all the time where he just is going and he has a lot of energy. But yeah, I got to assume that he's not, you know, people are bringing it to him and saying, oh, did you see this? Or, oh, did you see that? You know, that, that type of thing I would guess is happening. You know who watches everything? Khabib, who? bro. Everything. No way. Khabib watches everything. He watches wow. everything, bro. I don't know. He sees everything. He must need he, to be. He needs to get back into coaching. Something to occupy his mind a little bit more. No, he's got his family, right? Spends okay. time with his family and just kind of. This Man, dude is happy. Listen, I love my family, but how could you just spend the whole day with your family and sit around and do nothing? No, he's working. The dude works and does all do? kinds of other stuff. But he's a businessman and he okay. has a very booming business. But. He just loves consuming mixed martial arts, but okay. he doesn't necessarily want to be involved uh, in the sport right now. You know, I would love to see those two fight, especially now that Heck yeah. Izzy's not fighting or Drake's Duplessis is not available to yes. fight. It seems like Drake's Duplessis right now is, is dealing with the injuries from the last fight. And he's going to need some time to recover. Mm -hmm. I want to see Adesanya fight. Yeah. I want to see Chamaya fight. And I want to see Chamaya against a guy, uh, another world champion level guy, to see if he should be the next guy against 
Drake is Duplessis. Because look, beating Kamaru Usman is very impressive. Mm -hmm. But Kamaru Usman's a 70 pounder, right? That's a yeah. fight that we should have saw at 170. And honestly, the visuals after the fight, it didn't seem like if this was a five round fight, it was going Chemayev's way. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, Chemayev, someone who he came on the scene so fast in 2020, where you remember he fought like three times in two months or something to that effect. But then he really slowed down and he he fought, uh, you know, Gilbert Burns, who is a very highly ranked guy, but that was at 170. Uh, he fought Kevin Holland. I don't know what weight that is, but, you know, Holland's been at 70, 85. Usman's a yeah. 70 pounder. So Chemayev, as good as he probably is, we haven't seen him fight any of these very, very best 185. So I am all in on him fighting Izzy Adesanya and then giving him the title shot. I think that would be great. Um, feels like he was going to get a title shot like two years ago when he's still kind of like... <laughs> it was around. so fast. They actually got him ranked 11, which is totally... Wait, insane. what? At middleweight? At middleweight. They have him at 11. No, that's, you're looking at so some weird. bad rankings, though. No, I'm not. I'm looking at UFC.com slash rankings. This is correct because, say, Machado Gary just moved up four spots, right? So this is literally brand new. Uh, they have Chimaev at 11, which is crazy. That's a crazy number. For yes. him. But, you know, when you look, he hasn't beat Strickland or Adesanya or Whitaker, Cannoneer, Vittori, Brendan Allen, Paul Coast. He hasn't beat any of these dudes. So it, he's got to beat some guys at this weight class. That, But doesn't it feel like now, finally, the divisions are moving? I was telling somebody this the other day. I said, MMA always resets itself, right? Like every few years, there's a reset yeah. where it feels like you have these long-reigning champions and it feels like they're going to be around forever. And then there's a reset. I think right now we're in that reset phase where Dracus is the champ, Ilya is the champ, O'Malley is the champ, uh, Makachev is the champ, Edwards is the champ. There, there's not many people in those divisions. I, I think the long reigns are going to be harder and harder to accomplish oh, now yeah, as sure. we, uh, because you got guys like Ilya who has been training since a very young kid. To become UFC champion. And I think that is going to make yeah. it real difficult to defend the belt five, six, seven. I was talking to someone about this the other day. What makes you a Hall of Fame person off of your resume Hall of Fame as a champion? How many title defenses? How many title defenses is considered a great reign mm. to you? That's a great question. Um, uh, but I think... I think you'd have to also look at what was their path to get there. And you look yeah. at someone like a Leon Edwards and he beat everyone on the way up. Um, you know, he had what, 10 fights in a row or something. And maybe his reign is shorter, but he also didn't get the title as early. Two. What? Two, two to three defenses for me is a great reign. Think? Even, even if they, you know, like someone like, um, and I'm sure McGregor is going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, but like at 55, he got the title shot almost right away. And he, he never it. fought another and fight there. He never fought another fight. Well, he there, fought right? another fight there, but he never defended the belt. He won the belt Sorry, and then yes. he lost. Right. He gave it away. Yeah, he fought so, could be for the belt and lost. Yeah, in certain instances like that, it feels weirder. Like you know, uh, Sean Strickland. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because obviously he he won the belt and then failed in his first defense, but he also has some other good wins along the way there. And you know, where does he go from yeah, here? So one. I don't know. I don't think there's a set answer. This uh, is ours. This is our next conversation for the next show. Okay. We have to determine. Look into it a little bit. That's what I want. What okay. determines a great title reign? For me, I think it's three. And I'll give you my reasons the next time. Ben, good luck this weekend at the state All tournament, right. my guy. Got it.
I'm heading out to the state tournament with my Gilroy Mustangs. Okay, you guys can watch it on Flow Wrestling. Guys, like, subscribe. Tell your friend to tell your friend that DC's got a YouTube channel. I'm hanging out with Ben Askren. Follow Ben on social and everything else the guy's doing. And tune into the Askren Wrestling Academy. Those guys are really, really good. Until next time, peace. See ya. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.